So I, I got the idea kind of for the test market a couple years ago um, with my programming background. I started working on it in my spare time and eventually ended up approaching some friends and family about uh, about the idea and they, they really liked it. So I got some investment that way and was able to quit my day job, move to Louisville and kind of pursue this full time. Awesome Inc. presents the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame, a show that highlights how people throughout the Commonwealth of Kentucky pursue their definition of awesome through entrepreneurship, technology, and innovation. Matt Miller is the founder of Rads, a digital advertising company that aims to revolutionize the way people interact with ads. He is the visionary behind the idea and the coder who created the platform. In all parts of life, he strives for improvement. Thus, how Rad was born. Outside of continuously improving the digital advertising world, he enjoys sports, games, and most outdoor activities. Hey everybody, Keith McMunn here, the director of the fellowship program operated through Awesome Inc. Uh, with lots of support from the Entrepreneur Hall of Fame and its members and other stakeholders around Kentucky. Uh, I'm sitting here both with, you know, you know our friend Garrett Farbach. Uh, however, I'm also here joined by Matt Miller. So Matt Miller is the founder of a, an advertising company, um, if it's fair to call it that, and I'll let him kind of dive into that. But Matt is the founder of a startup out of Louisville, Kentucky, and we just completed the orientation for his one year in the fellowship program, outlining what to expect this year, the support that he's going to get from uh, our program in the hopes that his company grows. Um, Matt, before we jump in specifically into what RADS, your company, is, why don't you tell us quickly, um, what's some of your background? How did you end up in Kentucky? Uh, and how'd you get involved in the entrepreneurial communities in Louisville or Lexington? Thanks, Keith. I'm uh, happy to be here with you guys today. Um, I'm from Northwest Indiana, a town called LaPorte. My mom's originally from Louisville, so we've been coming down to Louisville and visiting for my entire life. Um, so when I got the idea for RADS, I was looking for a little bigger city to kind of launch an advertising platform and test market. Um, we were also looking for some place that was a little bit warmer, a little bit further away from the snow, and closer to family. I don't have much Actually, there's no no family at all left in the port where when I was growing up, we had a had a lot of family there. So it's a, a lot of people around Louisville now. So that's kind of what brought us. Nothing, nothing here. left for you in the port. Uh, I have some friends there. Lots of friends in the port still. Yeah. So um, if they're listening, they're, they're yeah, no longer offended. Right. So they're not they're not offended anymore. But yeah, all my family's most of my family's in or around Louisville. So that uh, made it made some sense. So the, the first year we moved. That winter, Laporte got, a, I think, about 140 to 150 inches of snow. So be right on Lake Michigan. We, got, we get a lot of that lake effect snow. So it was a good year to good year to get out of there. Yeah, no thanks. That sounds terrible. Okay, and so you, you mentioned we. So who is we? Uh, my wife now, uh, Danae. She was, I guess, a fiancé at the time. So we got married last September 1st. So good for you. That's getting, awesome. Getting close, to, getting close to a year now. So. All right. Well, they say the first year, I hear either the first year is the easiest or the hardest, which means, you know, this is not an insightful comment at all. <laughs> but uh, 
I'm not about to ask you if you thought it was the easiest or the hardest on a podcast. We'll talk about that afterwards. So you end up in Louisville. What's, uh, what has it been like so far being in Kentucky and experiencing the entrepreneurial communities in Kentucky? So I guess I didn't have a lot of experience in the entrepreneurial community before Louisville. Um, so it's, it's been a, a learning experience and a new experience for me. And it was, I, I got involved with a company called Villapreneurs. So Matt, we're super pumped to have you in today and we're looking forward to your next year in the fellowship with us. So why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what RADS is and what's the story behind your company? Because we all want to know what that is. So RADS is a new digital advertising platform that also serves as a test market for ads. If a company wants to A-B test ads or test different uh, target audiences, they're able to do that on RADS. Um, so I, I got the idea kind of for the test market a couple years ago um, with my programming background. I started working on it in my spare time and eventually ended up approaching some friends and family about uh, about the idea and they, they really liked it. So I got some investment that way and was able to quit my day job, move to Louisville and kind of pursue this full time. So it uh, the, the biggest problem with advertising, I feel like, is that no one really wants to see ads. Uh, they're annoyed by ads. They kind of, companies spend as much money as possible to get them in front of you as many times as, as possible. Um, they they collect as much data on you as possible through Facebook, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. Um, so it's it's one of those things where companies are, are taking advantage of people's data to sell it to advertisers, and RADS gives, gives people a way to kind of make money off of their own off their own data and watching ads. I was going to say, so how do you make people want to watch ads? And the answer is to pay them to watch ads or right. to look at so ads. It's, yeah, it's, it's not just paying them to, back in high school, probably 20 years or so ago now, um, there was those banners that you could put at the bottom of your screen. They would just kind of load new ads every 15, 30 seconds that you'd make maybe 25 cents an hour while these were playing, but it all the only thing that had to be moving was your mouse or something typing on the keyboard. So you didn't really have to pay attention to them. But I, I installed it because being a high schooler, a few dollars a day was, <laughs> was some money then. So RADS function is a little bit different. It encourages people to pay attention to ads because you don't just get paid for watching it. You'll answer four questions that the advertiser selects and your goal is to be kind of as close to the average answer as possible. So if you can kind of accurately predict what the other people will think and what the average scores are gonna be based on your standing, you'll earn money. And it, it encourages people to pay attention and to put thought into their responses. So in terms of the other advertising platforms out there, you're, you're getting a, a viewer that's going to actually watch it and kind of want to pay attention. Yeah, I like hearing that. So as you guys, you know, go about revolutionizing advertising, how do you go about uh, working with companies or partnering with them to get their advertisements on RADS? So I've been reaching out to local marketing agencies first. I, I think it's a good platform for that they can use to go to their clients to provide extra value so they can give qualitative feedback 
about the ads they're creating to their customers. And instead of just saying, we made this ad for you, it's good, they can give them, give them actual numbers in terms of if they're going for something that's funny, if they're going for something that's attention grabbing. Instead of just saying, this one seems pretty good, they can give them actual, actual real feedback. That's cool to know. So how did you actually go about creating this platform? I know for us, you told us you have a, a background with backend design uh, and like web development. So did you do this yourself? Did you have a team? What was the process with all of that? So yeah, I started working on this kind of in my spare time, uh, a few hours every night after work. Um, got kind of a, a very, very rough prototype up that I was kind of starting to show off. And yeah, then when I started doing this full time, I have, have done all the, all the coding myself I'm more of a back-end developer, so the front end has been kind of a more of a struggle, but it's it's looking better over the last six months, and ho hopefully we'll get some more some more help with that as we go forward. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of something I love to do in terms of programming and coding. It's it's kind of one of my hobbies, so it's been a, it's been a fun process. So Matt, in what ways has Rads evolved over time? So uh, I imagine you you set out with one idea, maybe you talked to some of your potential customers, and then by talking to them, you learned that maybe it should it should evolve. Uh, in what ways maybe has that happened? So yeah, from when I first started working on it, it's evolved a lot. Um, talking to my friends and family who were potential investors, they had ideas that kind of made it better. And then talking to clients, they based on kind of what they wanted to see, we were able to implement that. Since I did all the programming, it was something I could go in and change, change pretty quickly to kind of provide more value for the customers. And going forward, I, I expect it to continue to evolve and provide more, more and more value for what, the, what people are looking for. That's great to know. So for as long as you've been around, what is a, a success that has been very pivotal for RADS? And maybe what is a failure that has taught you more than you would have thought it would? So, so I guess the biggest failure at this point in, a, in an early company um, is the kind of the amount of time it's taken. And I've, I've heard this before, and it's one of those things where a startup's going to take twice as long and cost twice as much as you expect it to. And that's kind of kind of held true. So I, I wouldn't call that necessarily a failure because we're we're still moving forward, but that's kind of been kind of one of the biggest biggest obstacles I've had to overcome. So Matt, you've mentioned that Rads is really one of your first entrepreneurial endeavors. So pretty new entrepreneur yourself. Um, maybe what advice would you give to new entrepreneurs, or or maybe better yet, what would you tell yourself two years ago? So I guess it's it's one of those things where do something that you really enjoy. Um, I'm a big fan of coding and programming and getting to do that kind of every day for a, a year plus kind of developing this w was very enjoyable. Um, the other thing that that is, kind of, I guess, not a, a, a positive is that being a founder is a, a lonely process. Um, you're going to go through lots of struggles. It's never going to go kind of easy, as easy as you expect or easy as you hope. Um, but just to kind of keep keep your sights set on kind of the light at the end of the tunnel and kind of enjoy the the positives as you go along. Matt, true or false? 
When you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> uh, I'll have to go with false, but it, it makes work a little bit more enjoyable. Man, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and for those of you who are listening that tell people that, quit it because it's not true. So Matt, what is one thing that has shockingly surprised you about having a company that you would have never expected or better yet, what is something that's still trumps you today when you think about, I cannot believe I went through this or that this happened to me when starting my journey with RADS? I guess the biggest kind of surprise for me is I started a digital advertising marketing platform without really any background in marketing or advertising myself. I've, I've done kind of some Facebook ads, Google ads, LinkedIn ads for other stuff in the past and thought that they really needed improvement. And I, I didn't think that I would be the one to create a platform that you can advertise where people are going to pay attention. But uh, that's kind of one of the surprising things. Uh, Matt, for, for Rads and your company, what does success look like in your eyes? How would you define success as being an entrepreneur who owns their own company? So I, I guess my goal for Rads to be successful is to give companies a way to advertise to a viewer that's going to pay attention to their ads, someone that wants to see their ads, someone that's going to remember their name without getting it, getting their ad in front of a, a person 15, 20 times. I wanted them to do it kind of for as affordable as possible. So if they see your ad two or three times, they're paying attention, they're going to remember it. And for the user side of it, I kind of want to create a platform where people can make money in their spare time where it's easy, they don't have to go driving around in their car, they can do it sitting on their couch from their phone and, and earn money. Okay, well, this is all fun and games. Garrett, thanks for hosting us and, uh, and putting this together. Matt, thanks for being here. Uh, we're excited about you being part of the fellowship program. Uh, we want you to be uh, really excited about your progress uh, a year from now. And, uh, and we're here to support you. Anybody that's listening that is interested in RADS and learning more, uh, you can contact us through the podcast and we'll get you in touch with, with Matt. Um, you can email garrett.farbach at entrepreneurhof.com. Um, and you could also sign up to, to participate in RADS. So why not make some money? Um, any final closing comments or, or thoughts from you, Matt? I'm just happy to be here. Uh, super excited about uh, the Awesome Inc. Fellowship and great to be here with you guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Matt's story about Rads, his company. We're really excited for his upcoming year within the fellowship program here at Awesome Inc. And stick around. Keith and I are going to talk a little banter and a little startup wisdom. Keith, that was a fun time having Matt from RADS. Not with RADS. Not with RADS, but from RADS. Just uh, come to Awesome Inc. and do his orientation for the fellowship. Really excited to get to know him better and see what he does with your your wonderful coaching. Oh, I think please. that's I think that is one of the best aspects of you being our fellowship director. Your coaching is 
unreal. Well, now now I need to clarify for any listener that my coaching is really either subpar or uh, or nothing nothing worth mentioning like Garrett just did. Coaching uh, to me is literally just holding a company accountable to the goals that they set. I mean, they know their industry better than I do. I don't spend you know my nights and weekends reading up on their industries to learn it better than they do. So uh, I trust them that they know what's most important to execute on. I tell them to tell, I tell them, tell me what it is. And I say, I'll hold you to it, Matt, you damn well better do this <laughs> by the next 30 days or I'm going to, or else, or else I threaten, mine. that's our secret here at awesome man. Cause we threaten companies with, with ill will. That's if, a, that's a sick joke, Keith. If they don't hit their goals, that's <laughs> no, not but true. Yeah, Keith, I was just being kind to you, even though you are very good at holding people accountable. Thank you. And I'm excited for you to continue to hold Matt accountable because I was really intrigued by by his story and what he's doing with Rads, and I think that he's finding a very cool way to reach an audience. Because I think I speak for everyone who is listening to this or hasn't listened to this that we just hate ads unless it's Super Bowl Sunday then ads are acceptable, especially when they're Doritos commercials. That's true. Why do we all have, have we all recognized that we hate advertisements until one day a year when we think, man, actually, because there are so many people that don't even watch the Super Bowl for the actual yeah, game. Yeah, they watch it for the ads. You know, this is like the opposite of the purge in terms of advertisement on How? Super Bowl Sunday. What do you mean? Because the purge is like once a year and we're getting way off kilter. We'll, we'll bring it back in. But that purge is that movie where it's like once a year there's this horrible, horrible <laughs> yeah. mass murder thing. <laughs> and then, you know, they're good. But then with, with Super Bowl Sunday, it's we all hate ads, but this one time of year we love ads. Yeah. You know, for this like four hour long span. Man, what else in life should could we love for just one day? Like, oh, I hate waiting in line three hundred and sixty four days a year, but man, there's this one day what this exists, Black Friday. Yeah. We love <laughs> waiting in lines on Black Friday. Maybe this is we're uncovering something about the, our, our our society. We are. What else? What else have some of the fellowship companies uncovered about our society, Keith? Yeah, great transition to bring <laughs> us back on topic. I'm good um, with this, man. Yeah. So, what else have fellowship companies? Your question was, what else have fellowship companies revealed to us about our society? Yeah, I just did that a transition, but yeah. I want to hear no, works, some more. Though. Yeah, I want to hear some more about what fellowship companies have done in this year. Because I mean, this podcast has been running for about the last six or seven months. Yeah, you know, and you work with these companies directly, and we want to highlight the success stories. Right. So either we'll have some past or present fellowship companies yeah. done that have been success worthy. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's a great question because I think they bring a, they bring into light problems that probably you know I never noticed before, and a lot of our our listeners have never noticed before. Um, so as a couple of these we've probably covered on past episodes of the podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to them as I mention them, go for it. Um, but there's a company I report source, uh, out of Northern Kentucky, went through the fellowship program, uh, and their founder, Christy Brown wants to be able to predict, uh, when workplace accidents happen. And she wants to use software and algorithms to judge basically how, how dangerous work environments are in different occupations and be able to better predict when the next accident is going to, going to happen. Uh, that's crazy for one, for two, I never would have thought of any of that. My little bubble of my life. I just don't, I don't confront that. Um, so that's really interesting. Uh, if you have, if you've listened to the podcast, I think we did one with smart rotation, Madison mm -hmm. Hardung. She identified a problem in the gymnastics world 
and I would never experience that. Jared, I see you looking at me playing with my hat, and I'm sorry. I'm probably making noise <laughs> you're, off, you're all good. off to the side. It, you, you twiddle your fingers as you talk, and I do the exact same thing. Yeah. But mine are underneath the table, and you can't see it. All right, I'm going to put like, my hands in my armpits now. <laughs> so Madison identified a real struggle for gymnastics uh, gym owners that I would never know of. So that's another one. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, hers is pretty cool, too, because even though I don't know if she said it during our time together, one thing she's been doing is also reaching out to these facilities that are like multi-sports facilities. So yeah, part mm-hmm. of them can have a cool indoor gymnastics setup, but sometimes it's the like the 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 places with like a couple fields, and they have like you know a couple turf fields and then like a gym spot, and it's all about accessibility and renting right. and not overlapping and. Definitely. All that stuff. You know, yeah. she knows the terminology. I just, I kind of know the idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can even, so right now she's focusing, as far as I know, she's only focusing on gyms, but I know some investors are really interested in the fact that she can scale into different areas, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, whether maybe it's an ice rink, maybe it's basketball courts on campus. How would you feel about an ice rink? Because, well, because I know you are a huge Sucker for some hockey. Uh huh. Man, I'm a sucker for hockey. Maybe people that know people that know me know that I I like to play hockey. And actually, I was just going to mention this. This is relevant to me right now. So uh, this this fall is my 10 year anniversary. Since you tried to stab the guy with your skate, like Happy Gilmore, right? <laughs> Happy Gilmore. 365 <laughs> days till hockey tryouts. No, 10 year anniversary for me since I was a freshman at the universe or East Carolina University wow. down outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, and I played hockey down there. And I remained really good friends with a lot of the players that I played with. Well, I emailed a whole bunch of them. At literally, it was the first time that I've talked to a couple of them in years. Yeah, since you left and came and to I, Kentucky. And I reached out to them and I said, hey, what do you say we reserve an, a rink down in Raleigh and we play a 10-year reunion game? They loved the idea. I called the rink and they were baffled, for one, that I was reserving the rink, I think it was like seven months in advance, and but the whole reservation scheduling thing was it was strangely clunky so that's my plug madison if you're listening to this please go into the ice rink and the roller hockey rink uh verticals for your business i would appreciate it i'm not sure how many other people would appreciate it but i certainly would and that's honestly all that matters yeah it's this is keith's world we just live in it oh man wouldn't that be nice no that would be terrible unless it was all about buffalo sauce because we have a mutual affinity for that. Yeah. So, Keith, what are maybe a, a few other things you hopefully will see in the remainder of 2019 with fellowship companies, both current ones that are in the program or prospects that you have your eye on? And we won't say their names because we want to keep it a secret yeah. for now, at least. I mean, what I hope to see from fellowship companies for the rest of 2019 would be just a commitment to executing on what is most important right now and in the next week take it week by week well i mean really actually in the fellowship we take it kind of 30 days at a time we say anything beyond 30 days with with few exceptions but a few exceptions but most of the time these next 30 days are the critical that's the critical sprint so don't worry about 60 days worry about 30 days so i think as long as companies remember that and execute on that kind of mentality and that methodology i think that they're going to grow a whole bunch. I want them to take advantage of the resources that we allocate to them in our fellowship program, including design, development, video, accountability, mentors, me, uh, mentor sessions. You bet. Like all yeah, of them. All, all the stuff that can be included within the world. Well, yeah, that's good to hear. And I, I think one of the best things 
is it's always evident when you are excited about what companies are doing because they are oftentimes getting back to you with feedback you haven't thought of to ask them or they're getting back early, which is always a good sign. Right. Yeah. So we're excited to have Matt with RADS in our in our program. And I think it's important to note that there are a few things about RADS that I'm not personally convinced of, um, but that doesn't quite matter. I mean, if if I if Keith McMunn has to be totally convinced of a company in every area before they are welcomed in the fellowship program, that's a significant issue. Because first of all, I'm not that intelligent, but I'm also uh, I'm also not their CEO. And I'm not uh, I'm not the industry expert either. So, um, with that said, I do believe in Matt. However, um, what's important is to believe in the founder. And man, I'm impressed by Matt a whole bunch. Came to Louisville from Indiana uh, in search of a better place. Yeah, I think to, he came from Hawkins, actually. Which I don't think it was Hawkins. It was a little. It was a joke on a really popular show on Netflix. Oh man, that's weird, such weirder a, things. Such a bad bad joke. <laughs> I'm full, so you have to I'm watch Stranger Things to know them. Anyways, yeah, I just believe I I will normally uh, it takes. Yeah, it doesn't take much for me to believe in somebody who will relocate his his little family uh, to a new place to to grow his startup. So I think he's willing to do what it takes. And I'm expecting big things out of Matt. And I'm pumped that he's in the program. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hey, Keith, last thing before we we sign off and we go home our separate ways. So you mentioned it briefly about Matt focusing, you know, on his priority for the next 30 days. So one thing we, we say around here is focus on the hot dog. For those who are listening to this that maybe have an idea and maybe want to start a company, can you sum that up pretty quickly so they can get an idea of what we see is important and what you try to relate to these companies you, you assist, how Definitely. they do the same thing? Definitely. Oh, man, this is such an important lesson. So this is a blog post. This started as a blog post. In what, 2008? The early, yeah, maybe the first year or certainly the early years of Awesome Inc. Uh, one of the founders here at Awesome Inc. wrote a blog post about focusing on the hot dog. Um, kind of a strange title for a blog post, but if you read it and it's short, it's about a fictional hot dog um, vendor that wants to go on the on the corner of the sidewalk down the street he wants to sell the best hot dogs in all of town at his hot dog stand. But the thing is, is he thinks that he needs to spend a lot of time figuring out what condiments to have. What type of bread should I have? White or whole wheat? Um, oh, wait, you know, come to think of it, maybe I need a nice uniform to wear. Maybe I should sell T-shirts at my hot dog stand. Basically, this hot dog vendor is not focusing on what he's in business for, which is to sell the best hot dog. So I think a lot of people would probably listen to that story and think that they are above that and they're, you know, well, of course I'll focus on my hot dog, which sounds really weird now that I think about it. But (laughs) of course I'll focus on the hot dog of my business. But man, so many startups that I interact with are spending too much time figuring out they're just like, you know, the, what, what cotton to polyester breakdown they want in their, their t-shirts. So that is not focusing on the hot dog. You're not selling t-shirts. You're, you're creating a software, perhaps. So focus on what is most important. One of the ways you can do this is coming up with one metric that matters. So figure out what metric in your business has to keep growing. If you could bet your company on what, one metric, then figure, what that, figure out what that metric is and do whatever the, whatever the most important task uh, or project is behind that metric, if that makes sense. If it doesn't make Perfect. sense, email me. I'm happy to. I'm happy to have a conversation. Keith, that was great. You know, maybe we should start doing this at the end of these fellowship episodes. Do a little 
startup wisdom. I don't know. That, that was kind of nice to know. Okay. Let's do it. Well, Keith, thanks for that. Matt, we're pumped for you to continue spending time with us. We'll see you at some retreat and we'll see you next time. All right. Well, that's it. We want to say thank you again so much for checking out the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame podcast. Special thanks to Lee Rosevere for the music that you hear in the show and to Lexington's Awesome Inc. for hosting us from their space. Again, I'm Garrett Farbach. Make sure to check back and tune in next time.